0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to GG in the 561. I'm Pam Barker. That's just the name of my podcast. If it's your first time, thank you for joining me. And if you're returning, thank you for coming back and staying with me. I appreciate it. Stay with me today. I have a couple things to talk about. First up is it's Labor Day weekend. We are in September. <laughs> Oh, very soon, people will be flooding back into South Florida from all over the cold weather states. And that's fine. It's expected. It's what happens every year. They come, they go, it all changes, and it's all different. And So, good for all of them. But here we are. We are at Labor Day weekend. Now, Labor Day has meaning. It's not just a three-day holiday that happens on the first Monday of every September although that is what happens it's a federal holiday it didn't really start that way in the in the late 19th century workers wanted that were working hard they wanted a day for laborers so while it's it's a little bit of a misconception it's labor day we should labor but that's really not how it started in the late 1800s, it was a day for people to rest and have fun, and get together and do whatever it was they wanted to do to, to make the day a non-working day. And it, it, at first, it was not uh, a federal holiday. Uh, Oregon was the first state to make it an official holiday. Uh, by the time it was It became a federal holiday in the late, very, very late uh, 1800s. Uh, It was there were 30 states uh, recognizing the first Monday in September as Labor Day. There's a fun movie about Labor Day. Uh, It's it's uh, it's a classic. It's in color, but it's a classic film with William Holden, Rosalind Russell. Uh, Cliff Robertson, uh, Kim Novak. It it is filled with character actors. It's really a very good, a very good movie uh, that takes place in the scope of one day, night, and into the next morning. A lot happens very quickly in the movie, but it's uh, it it kind of uh, is about the the picnic that is going on in this Kansas, this little town in Kansas, and how they're going to crown the Queen of Niwala, which is Halloween, spelled backwards, which is, of course, Kim Novak. It's it's corny and it's hokey in a lot of ways, but it's also a very compelling movie. William Holden looked really good without a shirt, I'm going to tell you, (laughs) back in the day. Um... But you need to, to, to pay attention, even if you don't watch the whole movie. Go to YouTube and Google. There are a couple of scenes in movies that are very, very sexy in a non-sexual way. There's nothing actually sexual happening, but they're just very, very sexy scenes. One is in Picnic, where William Holden and Kim Novak do a slow dance to the song Moon Moonglow. It's, uh, they're dancing on a platform near the water. There are Chinese colorful lanterns hanging around the, the top part of this platform and they do a slow dance to that song. Uh, that is the, the pretty much the only time in the film when Kim Novak is really in control of of her character. She is sort of the weakest actress in that film. Everyone else has the chops. They are really good. She is the weakest one, but in that scene, you can see it, especially if you've had any dance training, where she is controlling him. She, is, she knows when to hold for the beat and when to move to the beat, and you can really see it, and it's just beautifully photographed and executed. So uh, go look for that. Moonglow, picnic. Um, see. See what you think. See what you think. Uh, The other really scene has nothing to do, that's very sexy in a film, it has nothing to do with Labor Day. It has to do with money and stealing money. It's the original Thomas Crown affair. The scene I'm referring to, I've talked about before, is the chess scene where the Faye Dunaway character and Steve McQueen, they're playing a game of chess. And it is just so beautifully done. Fun, it's fun and and, and it's very sexy. So just wanted to mention those two things. So Labor Day is here. I can't believe it. I can remember being down at the the party place, party warehouse place, just like yesterday, buying all sorts of cool, cool stuff for New Year's Eve. One being a backdrop, the coolest backdrop ever. Uh, that was like being, it made your, your area look like, times square in new york it was very cool you put these panels together and it formed that and we had it there for taking photos it's super fun but here we are we are into fall which really doesn't mean a lot actually in south florida but let's get back to movies just a little bit in a different way um we have watched so much during the from 2020 on when we were really totally in lockdown, uh, until now where we're still things are better travel wise, but they're they're definitely not completely completely back to normal. So I am now to the point <laughs> of finding plot holes. Finding big, big potholes in in films. And an article came out just the first of this week, actually, um, about that very thing. Uh, it was really pretty cool because it was listed, these different movies, glaring pothole, uh, plot holes. Potholes, we could have another podcast about that. <laughs> anyway... Uh, and are they forgivable? Can you, can you forgive that they are in the film? And then it gave the reader the option with an arrow up or down, thumbs up, thumbs down, for those glaring, glaring uh, plot holes. I was just talking about it the other day to Gary watching The Birdcage. I've seen that many times. I saw it when it was out at the theater. Um, things have changed a lot in the world since that film was made were that film to be made today it would be very different oh it would be very different in a lot of ways however having said that the the people in the film are all great strong actors uh gene hackman diane waste of course fabulous one and only robin williams nathan lane uh, christine Baranski, um uh, incredible incredible actors Hank Azaria, as the as the uh, manservant, as it were, for for Robin Williams and Nathan Lane, was absolutely priceless as Agador or Agador Spartacus. The thing about that film, as much as I love it, and I do, I do still love it, but there are glaring uh, plot holes in that. You know, I, why did they do this? If you don't know the film, the premise is. Robin Williams' son is going to get married to a conservative senator's daughter from Ohio, and they, they're going to, and they do drive down from Ohio to South Beach to meet because of a scandal to meet the family of the groom's, you know, parents. Anyway, um, the whole thing is chaos and fun, and and it is just enjoyable to watch these great performers, true enough. But the plot holes are just so glaring. First of all, if it's a one-night, and it was, it was supposed to be a one-night meeting, then this family going to Fisher Island there by South Beach to stay with the Jeb Bushes. So it was only a one-night deal. So instead of redecorating the entire apartment and trying to hide the fact they were gay men living above a a drag, a, a drag bar, a drag drag queen bar, why not just meet them at a restaurant at a hotel? Something like that, which saved a lot of trouble. But also, Hank Azaria's character, Agador was supposed to be the manservant. And you see him in the kitchen early in the film making coffee and, you know, this and that. Well, then later in the film, it, it, it said, you know, you can cook, right? And this is your father seems to think so. First of all, you why wouldn't you know if your employee like that could or could not cook, if he was in that role? Second of all, there is a drag queen club below the apartment they're living in, and they're about to entertain the conservative people in with a kitchen. And I know this because right at the beginning of the film, Robin Williams opens the door to the kitchen in the club and you see an employee picking up a steak off the floor and putting it back on the plate. It's a kitchen. It's an industrial restaurant kitchen. Why wouldn't you have the kitchen, prepare the food, bring it up in the apartment and then serve it instead of having Agador Spartacus make this horrible soup that nobody could stand? Huge plot holes, makes no sense, but it makes for a great film. So there you go. <laughs> but there are there are many plot holes. So if you want to go find that, just Google plot holes, movie plot holes. It comes right up. I promise. Uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption is one. Of course, Titanic. Titanic will go down as the all time killer. Plot hole. Why did they do this? They put the the woman's character on the door piece of wood. There's room for both of them. Why did Jack have to die? You know, he's in the freezing water or take turns. You know? But no, but by doing it the way they did it, and at the time I saw it at the movie, I was grinding my eyes out. It was, you know, my, our son recommended uh did I see the film, he had seen it and he thought it was really good. He was young and you know, and he knew I'd like it. And I didn't I cried my eyes out. But then later you do go, Well why didn't they switch out or why didn't she let Jack get up there? Because there was actually room on that door wood thing she was floating on. Oh, I don't know, I don't know. It's it's uh it gives us something to talk about, right? The sixth Sense. Did you know, did you know he was dead? I didn't shock what he's dead. I had to wrap my head around it for a minute. Big plot holes in that too. Anyway, I hope you have a good, good, good Labor Day, whatever it is that you do and make it a safe one as well. Thank you for being here and staying with me. I do appreciate that. Thanks for visiting us at North Palm Beach where these podcasts always rest as well as iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, and many, many, many other platforms. Go buy my books. Good time to read just fun, lightweight, no social, uh, you know, redeeming qualities whatsoever. They're just fun reads with fun characters that I would like to hang out with. I made them up. So, because I can do it. It's my book, my books. There are four plus the children's books. So go find them and read them. They're easy. You can read them on any device. Look up Gary G E R R Y Barker on All Things Cruise where he does travel stories as well. So we're all over the place if you want us to be or not. We're there. But mostly thank you so much for your support of my podcast, D G and the five six one. I'm Pam Barker. Stay with me.